listening to the Libero Football Podcast. My name is Scott Andrews. I'm joined by Ian and Paul from We Are Libero. Uh, welcome, gents. Evening. Evening. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Juventus later on. So the Marcello Lippi side from 1994 to 1999. Uh, before that, we've got a little bit of news. Um, and we normally like to talk about what we're drinking as well, Paul, um, given that it's a beer, it's a bar that you, you own, so, so what are you drinking? Given that the Bundesliga came back this weekend, I'm uh, drinking the classic Augustina Heller's, you know, München Volbeer. I'm surprised uh, you've got any left, given how many you, you deliver to me on a weekly basis. Well, yeah, well, I've, I've, had, <laughs> I've had to ramp up the, just the number of cases that I get in to keep up with yours and my, uh, my taste as well. So. <laughs> Ian, what have you got going on? Uh, I have got a cherry saison by the Colonel. Is that gum the, reducing. Is that the the Colonel one that's in London? The brew it's in London. Yeah, it's in Burnley. Yeah, and a cup of tea. Nice. That's, tea. that's his chaser. <laughs> um, oh. I'm repping um, Pomona Island again. Lemon of the pink. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. It's a, it's a cheeky sour. It's not too sour. Yeah, it's a dry sour, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's very nice. And uh, Paul's got a Pomona Island hat on as well. So just covered up my horrific haircut. At the, well, lack of haircut at the minute. I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to look You should human. bring back your uh, 90... No, what was it? It must the, have been early 2000s straight and barnet. The, the emo fringe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a good look. wasn't a good look. It was. <laughs> uh, good to see we've all changed our names to something suitably Italian. I'm not sure if that's racist or not, or if we're just paying homage to... Homage. Homage, yeah. Paying homage, homage yeah. Paying homage. I mean, obviously, I, I naturally, I would sit here with a, a Milan shirt on and my uh, Inter Milan shirt in the background when we're going to talk about Juventus. Is that because you uh, don't have a Juventus shirt, though? Criminally, actually, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I did have one, but um, I uh, I lost it somehow. You know, you know, when you lend someone a shirt and you never get it back and that kind of thing. Probably playing five-a-side with Ian 10 or 15 years ago, someone will have half-inched it and never got it yeah, back. Yeah, like that Altrincham shirt of mine. Yeah, that's in here. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, you should have put your Charlton Athletic shirt on. I, I, I don't fit me anymore. I've put too much weight on. <laughs> Use it as a skins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what have you, what topic, you told me about your top before we came on, Ian, what's this? Um, it's a brand I found on Instagram called Killer Villa. So he play, pays homage to lots of um, rappers and specific albums. So I think it was a 20-year anniversary or something or other similar to that of um, Naz's album, The World Is Yours. So, yeah, the Dead Presidents were on. Smart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is getting a bit snug. Do you feel left out now, Scott? Uh, no, because do you know what? Because I'm probably the only person who's lost weight in lockdown. I've lost two, <laughs> I've lost two stone since we went into lockdown in March, and I've got no tops that fit me, so I'm like wearing like pajama tops and shit now. So, um, and I've been that's, able- that's the look these days, though, oversized, isn't it? Yeah. So, so but I haven't, I haven't got a lot of football tops to be honest with you, uh, which is criminal. Um, just because I just don't. Because to be honest, a man of my shape, it's just they just don't look fucking good on. To be honest with you, so I've just sacked it off. <laughs> Don't, don't do yourself down, mate. No, I, I, can, I can wear them now. I can go out and buy them. I'll get on classicfootballshirts.co.uk um, yeah. after this. That's a plug that they didn't even need then as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, did you watch, um, have you seen that interview with Luke Chadwick from BBC Breakfast this morning? Yeah, the, the no. mental health thing. So he's, uh, it's Mental Health Awareness Week and he's um, 
he's been on this morning talking about how he used to get bullied uh, when he was early on in his career, at United mainly, which was probably because he was a United player. But um, talking about how they used to rip the piss out of him on um, they think it's all over. I don't know if you remember, they used to do a skit about him every week. Yeah. So he was on there um, saying how it really affected him and all this lot. And then uh, Nick Hancock uh, came on the show and like really um, contritely apologised to him, saying how he didn't realise how much it had affected him and all that lot. So it was uh, quite a... Uh, Quite a what do you call it like a, a tearjerker to watch for five or six minutes this morning, really. How did uh, Mr. Chadwick take it? I didn't see his response. Um, I saw it on Twitter, so it was all bits bits that had been cut, yeah. cut paste. I didn't see it live, but um, it was. Uh, just, I don't know. It just kind of like when, when you started talking about weight and stuff like that, and how people see yourselves, and obviously with it being Mental Health Awareness Week, um, it kind of struck a chord this morning. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's like how Phil Jones gets bullied all the time, don't he, these days for his his for his gurns and whatnot. And like it must be if, if he's he, he must see all that on Twitter and stuff. I know, and it must it must affect him. He's I bet he's good with his hundred grand a week in the bank for sitting on United's bench. True, yeah, true. There is that. He's probably on more than that, to be fair. <laughs> uh well he got a new contract, didn't he, as well? Back in the last season. Yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. Jones, well, it's it's retained in a minute so that they can sell on. Hopefully, yeah, but he's so. still there. But then somebody's, <laughs> somebody's got to stump up the money for him. So, uh, today, today there was some interesting news from the Scottish Premier League, but I thought we'd talk about the Bundesliga because everyone's looking at them as where football should be at the moment. And um, I don't know if you watched any of the games this weekend, gents, or what you thought of it without crowds there or I, I, I don't know what what do you think I only caught um, I think it was the end of the Frankfurt and Mönchengladbach game and yeah it, it, just weird just really really weird just you know I mean I, I sat and watched that um, Club Bruges game against United and it's just not it's not the same it's like you know I'm sure on FIFA years ago, you used to be able to play games where there were no crowds and you'd be playing and all you could hear was the thump of the ball and that was it. Mm. And it's just, yeah, very strange. But I suppose it's like Chilton Athletics games. <laughs> you, you couldn't hear me being a gobshite on the sideline. <laughs> oh, we could. <laughs> no, I meant on the Bundesliga. <laughs> I still could. Um, I, watched the, um, I watched the only game I've caught in full was the Union Berlin game yesterday against Munich. Because yeah. obviously the quintessential hipster team, them and St. Pauli. So obviously I watch it um, when I can, obviously. Um, disappointing result, but kind of expected. But yeah, it is, it's it's very strange, isn't it? Because when, when you can hear all the players talking, I know it's in German, so it's like you can't really understand what they're saying, but yeah, you kind of realise how much the, the players are communicating on the pitch and you can hear the coaches and that kind of thing, which obviously you don't get any of that. In um, in uh, what in in a crowd environment, and like you say, when the when the keepers or the, the defenders are clearing it, and particularly when it rebounds off someone, you get that kind of rocket echo, and uh, yeah, it's just a strange atmosphere, isn't it? But you know, I thought it was interesting that they were told not to celebrate goals together, but they just did it anyway. Yeah, well, this the touching elbows, aren't they, and that yeah. kind of thing, and um. I, 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 for me, I, I understand that they're taking a lot of precautions and things like that, and you know, they're disinfecting the ball. 
But at the end of the day, you're still sharing a football pitch with a, you know, another 21 sweaty men at the end of the day. Mm. And you can challenge yeah. for a corner, but you're not allowed to shake hands before the game. Yeah. So I it's, think it's just as much as they can, isn't it? Like, if you see that when they look at the bench, the players are all like three or four, they sit in the stands, don't they? Yeah. So they're all like three or four seats apart. And then they have to put a mask on. Because they, they were talking about putting players in masks, weren't they, at one point? And then was it um, Glenn Murray came out and said it was a farcical idea? So, well, how are you, yeah. you going to do a big shot of mucus out your nose with a mask? Well, they've said, haven't they said, they, they've said that you can't spit. They're going to start booking players for spitting and stuff like that, aren't they? And They're going to stop VAR. Well, that's what I mean. That how, I mean it, it, it might be... Um, it might be um, just something I've, I've, I've been misquoted on, but I, I, if that I is the I've case, how, how do you possibly police that? I mean, you know, number of players that spit and stuff like that, it's just, I don't know, it just seems something that's like beyond beyond the realms of possibility to police. Al had you do if he'd be buggered, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd be, he'd be sent off after five minutes, wouldn't he? Yeah. So it, it very much looks like the Premier League's trying to take a leaf out of the Bundesliga's book. And uh, today they've announced they're going to do group training uh, with mm. play, five players, I think. I think that starts tomorrow. Well, they get the first raft of tests back, don't they, at two o'clock tomorrow. Right. So I think it'll de- be dependent. I, may, may, I assume it'll be dependent on that. Yeah. So I, I have an issue with that as well. Why are footballers getting tested before somebody, yeah, I agree. somebody yeah. works at a supermarket? Yeah, it's morally morally wrong, isn't it? Money talks. Someone was telling me the other day that works in the NHS that the people in their department they're not they might not be frontline workers like admin staff and stuff like that. Um, I think his wife works in a pharmacy at a local hospital, and she's still not been tested. So mm. how can she be there dishing out prescriptions or whatever? On not quite on the front line, but to all intents and purposes, she's on the front line. And then you've got footballers down the road being tested. It just doesn't doesn't sit right with me at all. And I don't think it's the footballers because I'm I'm pretty sure the footballers don't want to be back playing. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a few of them who've come. Out. I know Glenn Morris come out as he? he did a big interview a couple of weeks ago, and he quite vehemently said, "I, you know." 90% of players don't want to play. There's the odd few. I know Christian Pulisic came out and said he couldn't wait to get back and there were a few others. But I would say that the majority are just not interested whatsoever. They want to look after the family like uh, most other people. And also the conscience and, you know, the guilty conscience of some of them that, like you just said, knowing that they're going to get tested when there's frontline members of the NHS and various other occupations who haven't been tested yet and are waiting at home with symptoms and still can't get tests. Yeah, yeah. Money, money comes in, and you know we can get we can get tests straight away done. Well, you look at the SPFL being cancelled today, and they've yeah. awarded the league and the, the positions on points per game. Yeah, it, it just shows you they they've just signed their most lucrative TV deal that begins in August. And if if you sort of think about it laterally, if if the season carries on in Scotland beyond August, which is highly plausible. If they carry this season on, that affects the next TV deal. So they've kind of cut the losses on this season to, to make yeah. sure that happens. Uh, but in the Premier League, obviously, there's so much money that they're so like adamant that they want to get it done. It kind of goes beyond the moral 
obligations. It's going to be the end of August or even into September before it's finished. Yeah. Just uh, leave Well, it won't first. start playing what we're in now, middle of May. You're looking at yeah. probably six weeks from now before it kicks off again. How do you think Hearts feel? Because they've been relegated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've just, I've just been reading their uh, threatening legal action. And, and, and absolutely, and if you've got understandably. games left. Yeah, how many teams have you seen on the last however many games of a season managed to jump out, yeah. get out is of it? it? Is there not an argument, though, to, to cancel relegation for a season? So if you, you promote the teams from the league below but don't relegate and then have a slightly longer season for one year, yeah. you know, and then and then in, in the next season, you let's say you only relegate, you, you don't relegate anyone, so you relegate an extra team or however many it is. Yeah. To, to redress the balance for the season afterwards. I think that seems to make more sense. But, she you know, for, from a fairness point of view, well, you know, full of good ideas, me, aren't they? But no one ever <laughs> listens. I know, but I think in fairness, I think we're all uh, in unanimous agreement that the Premier League needs to be voided and no championship title handed out, I think. Yeah, is definitely. Only, yeah. Is yeah. And even if, it, even if they do award it, just in front of a, an empty stadium, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I saw uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott, Brown, Scott Brown got interviewed by Chris Sutton today. You know, Chris Sutton, the uh, the Celtic tub-thumping. Uh, mm. uh, his, his Twitter feed is something else, I tell you. Um, he, he interviewed Scott Brown and he said, oh, I, what, what do you reply to those people that said say it's a tainted, tainted t- title, as in this season? And he said, oh, come and look at me trophy. So I thought, well... You've won it nine nine times in a row. I'm pretty sure that uh, the Liverpool players can't can't respond like yeah. that, can they? So. <laughs> no, it's, I mean to be honest, just giving it to Celtic, it, Celtic are probably going to win it anyway, like any other season. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know Rangers probably did put up a half decent fight this year, but you know, it's I mean, unlike their manager, they started to slip away, didn't they, at the end of the season? Yeah, so. Yeah. I like the reference there, Scott. Good work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not bitter. I've, I've, I'm wearing a maroon top today, so it's. Uh, I've not got my Everton shirts up in the background like last time, so I'm not overly. Have bitter. they decided what they're doing with the women's Premier League? I know they're stopping it. Have they awarded the championship? Uh, no, I don't think they are, and I don't think they're doing relegation. It's funny that because Liverpool's women's team are bottom of the league, and they <laughs> and they were really pushing for it for it to be cancelled. Funny yeah. one that, isn't it? It's yeah. Funny one that. We'll have to get Helen on next week. Get her thoughts on the um, on the, what's happened in the women's league and the sort of the contradiction from one to the other. Yeah. Right, that's about it on football news. There's not really a lot. I'm not going to do transfer stuff because I don't think anyone's going to move clubs in the summer. I think I'll be very surprised. Mm. Um, so- there was something. There was something that happened on this day, and I can't remember what it was. It was on the radio before. On this day, however many years ago in football, and it was a big thing. This is going to drive me nuts. I'm not trying to bring it up. I, this I is usually was... where Scott comes in with something that Everton did 27 oh, years ago. I'm going to have to have a look on me. Uh, uh, or to, to, Tony Cotty's birthday or something like that. It, no, I've not. I've, do you know what? I've not done that. Uh, it was quite, uh, over the weekend, 35 years since Everton won the European Cup Winners' Cup, though, um, in 1985, 3-1 against Red mm-hmm. Vienna. So you can have that one. The anniversary of 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 the anni
Yeah, 19, what was it, 91? Yeah. 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 And the date of the first European Cup final. Who played in that? No, that can't be right, because it says it's 1960, and it wasn't 1960. The date of the first final of the European Cup played to the Champions League to be played in Britain. Ah. It was played at Hampden Park between Frankfurt and Real Madrid. Good. Of course it was Real Madrid. Yeah. Right, so... Marcello Lippi's Juventus team. So he had a couple of spells at Juventus. Um, in between that, he went to Internacional. Um, I'll, bre- I'll do a breakdown of the seasons from 1994 through to, to when he left the club. Um, what are your enduring memories of that Juventus team of the 90s? Because we're all sort of around that age group where they were just a really, really good team. Del Piero's pin. <laughs> <laughs> That's my enduring memory. Being 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 a sixteen seventeen year old trying to do that uh, that like pre Craig David thing that he had going on. Did you do that? I might have done the Craig David thing a few years <laughs> later criminally, but uh, well, didn't have enough didn't have enough bum fluff when it was uh, when I was fifteen or sixteen to mimic. I, Del still, I still couldn't do that now. Yeah, and predator and those predator adverts with Zidane and Del Piero the, with the uh, massive attack uh, soundtrack and the song in the background. What's it cut off uh, the mezzanine album? Um, Joe, that dun 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 that tune. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, for me, one thing for me was that in if you look at the transfers for that Juventus team. There was a hell of a turnover of players. Like, sort of after the, um, I think it was after the 96 final, <clears throat> Viali and um, Ravanelli both left and went to Chelsea and Borough. Yeah. And and the whole, like, kind of from like 94 up to about 97, the whole midfield changed, apart from yeah. Deschamps that was still there. And it, it, it got better, but they became yeah. less successful in a way. It was weird. Like you had what was it? Conte, Zidane, Deschamps, and Davids at one point, which Bo- is like Boxic as well, Holland Boxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's somewhere else, isn't it? And to only win one European Cup, especially given they got to the final three times in a row, and then obviously we uh, we did them over in '99, which was something. Probably was when I was watching back today. When you watch that game, the intensity the two legs were played with, it was like unreal. The number of chances that were had over the two oh, legs. Oh, that away game. It was speed. crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. And playing with those old heavy Umbro footballs yeah, as well. Yeah. The first half could have been like 5 all. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, Lippi went there first in 1994-1995, and that's when they won their first title <laughs> in nine years. Uh, they also won the Copa Italia and got to the UEFA Cup final where they were beaten by Dortmund. In that team, Chiro Ferrara, Massimo Carrera, Paolo Souza, Angelo Delivio, Antonio Conte, Viali, Ravinelli, Roberto Baggio, Deschamps and a young Del Piero. Uh, and at yeah. the end of that season, uh, he binned Baggio because Del Piero was already... Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's mad to think, isn't it, that 95, Baggio was at his peak. And he and he pied him off. Mm. And, and Baggio still played until about 2000, 2001. And yeah. in some very good sides. So he played at Inter a little bit as well. 
Bologna. Yeah. He ended up at, he ended up at Brescia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was thingy just before him, wasn't it? Uh, Trapattoni who started putting the foundations in, you yeah. know, with uh, Ferrara bringing those through. He said, what was the keeper? Peruzzi. Peruzzi, yeah, yeah. He signed him on the, um, on a cheap deal. And then obviously uh, didn't win anything. And then Lippi came and ended the business. Well, that predating that Juve team was the Milan team, the, the great Milan team, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. So that was a period where they were dominating and it was difficult. Um, and obviously, like you had you had Inter as well, who were buying like Klinsmann and uh, Mateus. It, and, and obviously Lazio with Gaza and whatnot. It was a, it was a league to behold at that time, wasn't it? Because obviously we we'll all remember watching uh, Gazetta Italia and that on yeah. Channel Four. Yeah. Well, it was all about AC during that time, wasn't it, with George Ware and so on. Yeah. And at, at that particular era, Juve did well. That was their like worst time in history, wasn't it? Yeah. They went so many years without anything, um, yeah. and then obviously. It all kicked off again mid nineties. Yeah, so and in the, in the second season after he got rid of Basio, um, they only finished second in the league, I think, uh, by a point. Uh, but they won their first Champions League um, for the first time in eleven years. And uh, the team they beat was the Ajax team, who won it in nineteen ninety five, which was yeah. also yeah. a very very good team. Yeah. So in that in that Ajax team was Van der Sar, uh, Danny Blind. Not Daily Blind, uh, the De Boer <laughs> brothers, Edgar Davids, Overmars, Yari Lipmanen, Wanko Kanu, and a young Patrick Cliver. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. a, what, what a team? We'll have to do one on that, that Ajax team. We'll have to do yeah. one up. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Cliver in particular. And they, they, they moved on to the next season, 96 97, where they, they, they regained the league. But like you said, Paul, they, they lost in the Champions League final. Uh, they did win the Super Cup. Um, and the World Club Cup, and this is around that time when I just seem to remember them playing United every season, but it was yeah. only like two seasons yeah. in a row. And I think in that, that first one, it was just two, I think United lost 1-0 twice in the group stages to them. Yeah, yeah, I went to the um, the home one, Del Piero got a penalty dead early, but he, it was, it was kind of like, it, it was that, that period where you thought, oh, it, something's looming here for United, it's eventually going to happen. And then you come up against Juve, and I know that it was only 1-0, but they just absolutely bossed it. You could not get the ball off them. The one, going back get... to that point about um, the turnover of players, like someone someone alluded to it before, the, the, fa- <clears throat> the foundations were the goalkeeper and the defence. Like, yeah. over, that, over that period, the, the, those players barely changed, you know. Oh, Montero, what a They're defender. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Even Mark Luliano. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as, as the seasons went on, I think uh, in it, in the last season, um, in his last full season, anyway, Lippi's in 97, 98, um, where they were champs, champions of the league, won the, won the league again, lost Champions League final again. There was a lot of talk about that, that particular time. It, it fallen away the the solid defence that they had, and they were focused a lot more on attacking and scoring goals. Yeah. And at that point in the team, they had Del Piero and Inzaghi up front. Yeah, and it, they were saying that a lot of the the team was carried by Zidane, Inzaghi, and Del Piero. But I mean, I think they could carry most sides. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Del Piero got to a period, didn't he? he? Seemed to lose his magic a little bit. Remember when he first burst onto the scene? Um, he had about three or four years of absolute 
first class football and then kind of died off a little bit and you'd saw the likes of Totti coming through and some of the other ones. But yeah, he was um, that uh, game where United beat him 3 2. Following, I think it was 97, 98, Lippi's last season, like you were saying. And I was at that with my dad. First minute, Del Piero turned Schmeichel inside out. Yeah, I was, I was at that game yeah. as well. Oh, my God, what a turn. He, he was the defender, Ronnie Onsen, I think it was. And he just turned the pair of them inside out and slotted it in the back of the net. I've, I've got a feeling that Jonsson played in midfield and it was Pallister and Henningberg who played at well, I was going to say, was it not Henningberg? <laughs> it's yeah. bound to be Henningberg. I just remember Henningberg getting uh, getting megged by Edgar Davids when uh, I think Conte opened the scoring in, was it the 98-99 first leg that yeah, we, drew, we, we drew 1-1 when Giggs scored in the 93rd minute? And... Henningberg was just like so square <laughs> and David's just like no look right through his legs and Conte slotted it past um, Schmeichel and you can just see Henningberg like sorry <laughs> just kind of yeah I, I was at that 3-2 game I think Zidane scored a free kick in the last minute um, I know all of Old Trafford um, stood up and applauded him United, yeah. United a 3-1 up and he scored in the last minute I think Giggs scored yeah. in, Giggs must have scored just before him to make yeah. it 3-1 and then he scored in the last minute. Was that that header that he scored? That he, uh, I have a was, it, was it a free kick? Was the, it? I can't, I, 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 was a free yeah. kick because um, yeah. I, was, I, was, I remember being like pretty much level with the ball and it was one of the best free kicks I've ever seen. It yeah. was like he just placed it, to be honest. Just, yeah, just it was amazing. He was amazing. One, one player would have loved at United. But he never had any pace either, did he? Because he never needed no. any pace. He didn't need any, did he? Didn't need it. Yeah. Uh, in, in that team as well, uh, you mentioned Edgar David. Uh, Paolo Fonseca as well was, in, was uh, a member of that squad. It's mm. a bit of a blast from the past as well. Yeah. Um, I, I t- I've written this down as well because um, when in, in 96, 97, when Juve were challenging for the league, they, they were up against the Palmer, t- the Palmer side, which had Buffon, Cannavaro, Dino Baggio, Lillian Taram and Herno Crespo in it. Yeah, was it was Veron in that team? Veron, yeah, Veron, Veron was in that team. Who was the um, it was the bold central defense, Sensini. Yes, yeah, is it Sensini? Yeah, I think it was Sensini. Yeah, he was a cracking defender. One thing about that era as well, um, Ian will probably agree with me on this, but that um, that blue shirt of Juve's with the gold stars on the on the. Uh, the shoulder the and the, I think it was Sony that sponsored it. Mm. It's like, like, yeah, somewhere else that, that is just like, well, it's just Champions League, isn't it? Yeah, Champions yeah. League all over. Yeah, it, I remember watching that, um, that final against Dortmund in, um, in Timpley Cricket Club, which is just <laughs> down the road <laughs> because I was probably, I would have been 15 and they would, they let us in to watch it, even though we were only kids. Because a couple of a couple of my mates had memberships there to play lacrosse or something, and they'd let us in and watch it because we back then we didn't have um, uh, we didn't have uh, have it on at home, and uh, we were sat in there and I was just like we're all there you know messing around and I'm just like no the Champions League finals and I'm not playing tennis or lacrosse at this time of night you know what I mean? But I don't I don't think Juve have had, ever had a bad kit. I don't think. I think they've had a pink away one once, but um, I don't think they've had a particularly bad yeah. kit. Do you know when you mentioned the the blue away shirt? 
yeah that that pink away one though was um was a bit it has gone down in in a bit of like folklore history with hip hop i know he's not particularly hip hop what's he called drake that you know bad boy of hip hop um he did a photo shoot in it and it just blew up and then i think um that that laid a lot of foundations for the kind of hip hop football culture that is going around at the moment i would say so Reference just to the shirt you're wearing just, as well. Though. Just a shame that it was Drake. <laughs> I just didn't have you down as a hip hop aficionado. Ian. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say there. aficionado. <laughs> Take me back to my roots. Uh, the wheels fell off for Juve, 98-99, their worst season for 10 years. They finished 7th. Uh, Del Piero got injured in the November. Uh, spent most of the season out and Zidane uh, apparently came back from the, the World Cup injured and uh, was was frequently injured throughout that season. Uh, and Lippi said he was going to go to Inter t- in December and he was eventually sacked in February, replaced by Carlo Ancelotti, who gave him a little bit mm. of resurgence. And uh, I think that, that... I remember that semi-final games against United and it being a very different Juventus team to the one that Lippi left. Um, and, uh, but those first 10 minutes away... Oh. I walked off, and then I heard my mum screaming downstairs when United scored again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were uh, they were good. Ge- they were always good games between us. Best semi final ever over the, over the two legs. That one. Well, I, don't, I mean, I I pro- I'm probably being a bit biased here, yeah. but I was watching it before, and I was just like, "This is like I watched about 12 minute highlights of each leg, and it was just the intensity of the two games was ridiculous." And yeah. like the number of the number of chances, and if you were a neutral watching it, it must have been a, like an unreal spectacle. I don't I don't think people realised at the time that how how good some of the players were on on display then, and like yeah. it's only yeah. when you look back now and you say, I mean, the, when we've mentioned some of the Juve Juve team, it's just like every you know, they've got eleven world class players, and then they've got a, lo- a load more internationals on the bench yeah. that are still after well, Del, Del, Del Piero at the start of that era 95-96 he was coming off the bench most of the time because yeah. he was only a young lad but given how good he was you know I think that's why they probably got they, they got rid of uh, Viali and Ravinelli because they knew he was coming through yeah I wonder if Ravinelli regrets that move to Middlesbrough how, how old do you think he was at that point because I know he always looked like he was about 40 with his grey hair but he must have been late 20s around been. that time I think he, he was in his early thirties. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. He so. was still he was still brilliant for Middlesbrough that season. I think yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he scored yeah. thirty goals, didn't he, for Middlesbrough? Yeah, um, he scored a hat trick on his debut. Yeah, for yeah I remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another uh, weirdly good sign with Janino and um, Emerson as well. Wasn't Emerson, it? yeah. yeah. He, he was a dirty bastard, him though. That Emerson, <laughs> yeah, he, and Boxic, yeah, Boxic, yeah. Uh, Phil Stamp, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been that might have been a year or two later. No, I think I think at one point I remember Robbie Musto lining up with Giannino. Yeah. Like... they had Colin, Colin Colin Cooper and Nigel Pearson at centre half, which is that's where the problems began, wasn't it? I think. <laughs> and uh, of course, Lippy went back to Juventus and uh, won the title again in the early two thousands as well. Yeah, and I don't think he should ever. I don't. I wonder why he went to Inter Milan because I could never find any detail as, about why he went. I can only presume it was money. I mean, was was Ronaldo and Vieira there at the time that team Recoba would that have been around that time yeah. like, I, I suppose the draw of working with those players might have been 
a, a slightly different challenge if he'd been at Juve for a few years. Yeah, I can't remember when uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo was must have been at Inter, proper Ronaldo must have been at Inter Milan in the in the late nineties. I've got a feeling. I think he like... joined around ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, because uh, he was at PSV then Barca, wasn't he? When Bobby Robson was there, he only did a year at Barca, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he might, have, yeah, probably like ninety seven, ninety eight. He might have joined, and then obviously he went to Madrid in two thousand and one. Was it? Sometime around there. I don't anyways. know, but I, I think um, a podcast on Brazilian Ronaldo is one on its own. To be honest, could be here for three hours, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, especially if we get into World Cup '98 and what happened there, yeah, yeah. Um, with Nike and uh, drugs, allegedly. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, allegedly, allegedly. If you say allegedly, <laughs> you can pretty much say anything. Um, it's been a quite a nice little trip down memory lane. It's not. I, I didn't want it to be overly serious. I just thought it's a bit of a bit of a reminisce about yeah. that UV side. And because we're all similar ages. It's like '90s football, in particular. Champions League because I, I have better memories of the Champions League in the 90s than, than I do now because yeah. now I just think it's an oversaturated competition yeah too many games aren't there if you look, if you look at it back then it was obviously they, they introduced the group stage but you didn't have four teams from most from you know it was like what two teams something like that there was yeah. less teams than it less number of games didn't they what year did they did that um Two lots of group stages, didn't they? Yeah, they tried that for a bit, didn't they? Yeah, uh, that was bananas. That. Yeah, 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 bonkers. That was probably was that like early two thousands or something like that. Yeah, it might. Have, yeah, it must have been. It must have been round then because I remember. Um, I remember going to the games. Did they just jump yeah. into semi-finals then, or something? Or something like that. Went, yeah, yeah. I think it went straight to quarters. I think it went up to a like a group of uh, that took you down to eight teams. Yeah. Not like UEFA to try and make money as it of people. No, exactly. Europa, Europa League now is a fast team. You know the number of teams that start in it. Yeah. And then, and then introducing teams that have dropped out of the Champions League is just for me. It's, it's just. I think that's the bad thing. The Champions League, like dropping out of the Champions League. Yeah. Um, because you know you do want to give you know some lesser te- you know smaller nations an opportunity to play in Europe. Yeah. But then when you've got Teams who have, you know, United going out, going into it, you know, if you're coming up against some minnows from a, a smaller country, at least they've got a bit of a chance when the bigger teams aren't in it to make a bit of a name for themselves. I always preferred it when when I was a kid and it was just straight knockout football yeah. all the way through. Cup winners' yeah. cup. Yeah, Wrexham and Pesky Monkers and Montpellier. <laughs> and straight through. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to finish the Champions League in the UEFA Cup, though, aren't they, in August? Yeah, yeah, they do like a mini tournament or something. Yeah. Who knows? I, don't, I just can't understand how, this, how the logistics of everything, because if they're going to, you know, surely if they're going to do the Premier League, they have to lock all the players down together, like do like training camps for X amount of time. But when they play, are they going to play the Champions League after the Premier League? And like, I don't know. Yeah. It could be January before the new season starts. In the Bundesliga, they, they, each team had to take five separate buses to the ground. Did they? Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it's a social distance. Yeah, but it just it, which is bonkers to me, like I said, because it, <clears throat> as soon as you as soon as you challenge for a corner or whatever, you know players will be touching yeah. their face after mm-hmm. that or whatever. You're pulling yeah. someone's shirt or yeah. What about they did about dressing rooms? Apparently, they used all the dressing rooms around the stadium, so they didn't right. just use two dressing rooms. So they all 
I don't, I don't, and then I, I don't know how you do your uh, pre-match team talk or anything. Zoom. On Zoom. <laughs> just do the games on Zoom. I saw them doing that E Premier League. It made me think they should just do the Premier League like that. Finish to do the remaining games now, just over FIFA or something like that. Yeah, choose one of the football. Choose one of your players to play. Uh, to play the games. Yeah. They all play it anyway, don't they? Imagine, yeah. imagine a lot of them are on COD or whatever, aren't they? If it was if it was FIFA two thousand and nine, I'd be all right. But I can't, it's too complicated now. No, oh, they should do it on Pro Evo six, shouldn't they? Yeah, they should, yeah, they should yeah. do it on. Sensible soccer. Sensible soccer. Ninety-nine shot power. Uh, Well, thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a nice little trip down uh, memory lane. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, We're probably going to do a few more like this, what before uh, any games kick off. I think. Um, Already suggested the uh, Arrigo Saki Milan team. That's going to be that's going to be coming soon. And uh, I think we might invite more people onto these and we said before didn't we Paul we might have a few people on if they want to jump in and make it a bit more like a a forum yeah one thing you suggested before was maybe getting a a live audience of X amount of people into a Zoom chat and we have like this we have three people who are doing the talking and then an audience of maybe eight, nine, ten people who can ask questions or put opinions in and stuff like that that might make it quite interesting yeah, some of the lads who do the quiz are uh, pretty yeah. up on stuff, aren't they? Yeah. You yeah. should do a Scottish football one with um, Kitty. Yeah. yeah. What's the other lad called? Alex Marr. Yeah, Marr. Is, he, is he a Hearts fan? Uh, no, he's a Falkirk fan. Right. And Alex is an Aberdeen fan. Oh, no, he's a Dundee. Is it Dundee United or Dundee? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I just can't, know can't say which one because he'd curse, wouldn't he? I always bully him about your 96 when uh, every time he comes on the the, the group chat. <laughs> we should probably do one about your 96 as well because since it's been on the telly. Uh, last oh, they had it. I got it on it now, aren't they? Uh, yeah. 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 I don't, have any? Have either of you got Prime? Yeah. Yeah. They've got all the World Cup uh, run-throughs on it. Have they? All oh, right. Yeah. Brilliant. I know what I'm doing. Right, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So uh, Bundesliga's on tonight then. Yes, is it? League kicks off. Kicks off in a minute, I think. It's uh, who the hell's playing? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Leverkusen. Yeah, playing. They're away, aren't they? We should. We should know this, shouldn't we? Bremen. Bremen. That's there it. Yeah, go. Bremen. Bremen. Um, I, well, I researched Juventus, and I did that while I was supposed to be doing my actual day job today. So come on. <laughs> it was. It was one or the other. Don't, 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 Let's hope your boss doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> As if my boss listens to this. He's down in London. He probably just. Listens to cricket on the radio or something. Or <laughs> <a shipping podcast. laughs> uh, so, yeah, thanks very much uh, for joining us. Uh, you can follow Libro on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at We Are Libro and follow the podcast at The Libro Pod. Uh, we'll be back next week um, once we've decided what we're going to do. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Cheers. Cheers.